Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Okay, back on the Hurricane Hotline. Time to talk University of Miami baseball with the skipper Gino Damari, 13-6 and six, University of Miami. Took two out of three from Clemson this past weekend. On the road this week, uh, tomorrow against FAU and then home against North Carolina. G- Gino, good evening. How are you? I'm good, Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, we are. now I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Making sure I, you got me in my car right now. Yeah, we, we had a little uh, issue on our end, but all is good now. Um, good. All right. All right. Um, that's why you had to wait for a little bit. Uh, Clemson, uh, you won two out of three. You, you really got after them in the first two games. Well, we did. Uh, you know, it starts on the mound. Carson Palmquist threw outstanding and um, kind of set the tone for the game. And, uh, you know, our offense has been good. We're averaging eight runs a game. And, um, you know, the offenses, we're still playing with a little bit of the back end of the lineup. But overall, the offense has done a, a really good job. And, of course, Carson's been great. Other than one outing, he's been outstanding. And and uh, the other Carson, <laughs> Ligon, yeah. uh, pitched well, too, in game two. And uh, and, and really, the, the both pitchers set the tones for the uh, series. And thank God we, we did a good job of winning the first two games. We did not. Uh, it left a bad taste in our mouth, play well on Sunday. But, um, you know, anytime you can win two out of three on the road – in our conference, and it's against a ranked team. you got to be happy about that. But I was disappointed coming back. I, I was disappointed that we did not finish off the series the way I'd hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, Palmquist, as he's made this uh, adjustment to the starting role, uh, five games started now. Um, in your conversations with him, uh, making this, this change, has it been as smooth as everybody anticipated? You know, it has. I mean, for the most part, I mean, <clears throat> look, we all know Carson's extremely talented, and um, a guy like that probably can pitch in any role, um, certainly at the college level. I guess our concern would just be the fact that he's only, you know, as a closer, thrown an inning or two innings, and um, you know, the stamina is important. And then the secondary pitches is always important because you're not going to get away with just – uh, what he had done really uh, the year before as a closer with the fastball being his best pitch and um, the secondary stuff he really didn't have to go to. Well, now he's got to pitch a little bit more. And and he saw that. He, there was a game this year where he, you know, maybe it did uh, wake him up a little bit that he, he's got to be sharp with his pitches. He's got to locate his fastball. And his off-speed pitches have to be located too as well when he throws them or people are going to take advantage of it like BC did that one game. But 
he's just a unique guy. And we keep saying it over and over again, that it's a delivery that as coaches, you try to prepare your, your own team for the opposing pitcher throughout the week uh, with different um, looks and, and try to get them ready for that pitcher. I can't imagine a team preparing for Carson. It's just, it's, it's almost impossible for any hitter to prepare for a guy that throws from the delivery he throws from. And that, that's what makes him special. And that's why he's going to be, you know, he, he should be a very high pick and a special player at the next level. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the other Carson, beginning with a K, and speaking of Ks, has 28 of them against yep. just seven walks. And he's been a delight, I would think. That's a great word. Yeah, he's been a delight. He, um, not that he didn't, it's not that it's surprising because he did throw well in the fall and the spring, but maybe not to this extent. But we did notice there was some, there was some things about him that was not, uh, special. He's got great arm speed in his changeup. Um, his command of his fastball has been good, maybe even better than he threw in the inner squads. Um, I like the fact that he keeps his velocity throughout the game for the most part, which is important. Uh, so his stamina is very good to be a starter. And uh, most importantly, maybe, is the fact that his, his, uh, just his, his body language and his mindset on the mound has been excellent in terms of just keeping himself uh, under control. And uh, I like his balance in terms of never getting too high or too low. And his competitiveness, it's, it's, it's been really, really good. Um, and so that that's definitely, I would say, delightful. Yes, it's been very delightful. Uh, you mentioned your offense before. You do have one, two, five, five no, four, four guys hitting three hundred. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good start here. Uh, first nineteen games of the season, four guys above three hundred. Pretty much, pretty much well above three hundred. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we. Um, you know, the first couple guys in the lineup, Kafis has been the leadoff guy, has been uh, maybe maybe our most consistent offensive guy, arguably. Uh, if you look at the numbers, and he's he's done it in all areas, getting on base, cranking out hits, scoring runs, RBIs. He's doing a little bit of everything, and he's playing great defense, which is not surprising. Um, that was the one spot in the lineup I was most concerned about going into the season. I had no idea who was going to be our leadoff guy. And uh, basically, I threw, you know, just thought in the alumni game, let's try him out. He, he, you know, the inner squads, you never know. But the alumni game, let's go with him and see, you know, how that feels for him. And, you know, it, that person's got to be accepting to it. And he has been, and he's taken it and run with it. He's been great. And so, you know, to be honest, most of the lineup, like I said, has been, has been very solid for us. Um, the back end of it, there's a few spots that we've still been interchanging. I'd like to see in our most talented, really, hitters is Yo-Yo Morales and, and, and even Max Romero, our 3-4 guys. They're hit 3-4 for a reason. And both guys um, have done okay, but um, they're, they're better than even what their numbers show, certainly. And if we can get those guys going to the level that we expect from them guys and that they deserve – my goodness, our lineup can really be good. Like I said, we're, we're averaging eight runs a game right now, and our three, four hole hitters are hitting probably lower. You know, they're, they're hitting lower than most of the guys in the lineup. Right, yeah, I noticed that. Um, FAU, you go up there, that's always a great challenge. Um, yeah. uh, what's in store tomorrow? Who, have you decided who you're going to throw, and, and what's the challenge with FAU? 
Well, Jake Garland is going to throw, and Jake has been a weekend starter, and he's going to start for us tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Jake's strength certainly is, well, he's got a lot of experience, but, you know, he's a guy that's got, you know, good sync. We need him to have good sync and getting ground balls. Jake's got to do a good job of throwing his off-speed pitches. like to see him throw his changeup uh, to be more effective, and his curveball. You know, he's got to be able to throw all those pitches. He can't just go throw and get away with his sinker, even though he has at times. But FAU is a very good offensive team. They're hitting well over 300. They've always been a very good offensive team. And if you make mistakes, those guys will take advantage of it. So Jake's got to be on his game, which I know he will be and expect him to be. But, um, yeah, FAU, the, the, the strength of their team always has been is their offense. So we got to make sure we get a good outing out of him. Yeah. Uh, uh, this weekend, another big weekend uh, coming up for you. Uh, North Carolina rolls in. I don't know what's going on in the ACC. They don't. Uh, there, there are some uh, teams with, with great records. Carolina is seventeen and three. They, they don't lose at home. They're fifteen and zero at home. And uh, <laughs> it looks like the uh, ACC is always great in baseball. It looks like they're doubling down this year. Um, and yeah. This kid, yeah. this kid on the mound, Carlson, uh, twenty-four strikeouts against six walks. So they've always been known for their power pitchers. They do. They are, and they, they are, they're very strong on the mound, and they always have been known for that. You're right. Uh, North Carolina is a very good program, and uh, they've got it going right now. And uh, for us, <clears throat> obviously, we're focused on FAU, but you're asking about the weekend. And, and the ACC, what, I'll tell you what it does. It gives you great opportunities. You know, if you play well in the ACC, Joe, and you do well at the end of the season and you're at the top, you're, you're going to host. You're going to host a regional, and you're probably going to host a super regional. And um, we're obviously not in that position right now, and we're a young team in some areas. So the expectations, uh, not surprised maybe where we're at, but you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, we need to make sure we take advantage of the conference we're in and the schedule that we have. And if you play well against the North Carolinas, and the Florida States, and the Georgia Techs, and the Virginias. I'm naming all these teams that are ranked very high, by the way. Yeah. And Notre Dames, which we played this year. You play well against those teams, and you win those series, then you're in a great position. So we have a great opportunity. And our conference is, like you alluded to, it's very, very competitive. And it didn't used to be that way many years ago, but it is now. It's as competitive as any conference in the country. And we got to be ready to play um, week in, week out, there are no, you know, layoffs, and so, uh, but we got to be ready for our midweek games because we know these teams in the state of Florida are very difficult. These games count; they go towards your RPI, they go towards your ranking. I mean, last week, you could say we won two out of three against, you know, Clemson, which is a great weekend, but we went two and two. We went two and two, and so yeah, we probably moved up a little bit in the RPI and the rankings, but not the same as if you went three and one, and won the two out of three against Clemson and won the midweek. Um, you would have jumped up a lot higher, and so that's why these midweek games are important. And of course, the ACC is very important. Yeah, well, uh, the series is huge. Virginia's in first. You're, you're one game out of first place, by the way, and it's early in the season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Virginia, I, I don't know. They're on. Uh, I don't know what they're eating for breakfast, but they're 19 and one so far, uh, five and one in conference play, and you're one game behind uh, with yeah. uh, Carolina and Georgia Tech right there. So it's a long way to go. It's probably going to flip flop during the course of the year. But as you mentioned, it is a big weekend. Carolina does have two guys in their lineup that are hitting over 400. 
so uh, Zerati's off to a great start, and so is uh, uh, Johnny Castagnozzi. He's uh, at uh, 406, so they had two guys uh, at over 400. Well, again, their their record is is what it is. There's a reason for that, so it can't be just pitching. They got to be able to swing the bat and score runs. And North Carolina is always a very tough opponent for us. They have been since I've been a head coach, and even prior to that. Um, so it, it'll be a big weekend series. And again, I'll just say it's a great opportunity. We got to make sure we're focused on tomorrow's game. But once the weekend comes. Um, at the end of the day, we're playing to win series, and uh, if we do that against opponents like North Carolina, it's just going to make us better in so many, so many areas, confidence and areas, confidence and rankings and whatnot. And um, you know, we got we got to play good baseball. We got to pitch. We got to defend. We got to hit. Those are the things we've been inconsistent in some areas. We do two out of three or one out of three. We need to be able to handle all three out of three. And while we're, while I'm talking about the ACC and looking at, looking at some of these records, uh, ACC, uh, it's always difficult to travel. You, you did take two out of three at Clemson. I know they had good crowds there. But you look at these home records, and these ballparks in college baseball today, whether it's Carolina or Clemson or Virginia or you go into, into uh, the SEC, some of these ballparks look like double-A and triple-A ballparks today. Yeah, yeah. Well, Clemson is a beautiful ballpark, and you're right. There were good crowds, and it wasn't pat- it wasn't filled, but yet they'd have over three, four thousand. They had over four thousand fans there. But um, yeah, the ballparks is certainly yeah. They've changed over the years, Joe, and there are a lot of beautiful ballparks and big ballparks, and uh, you know that's it, it's it's nice to play in places like that. You'd rather play in a beautiful ballpark with a lot of for me, and I always tell the players. Would you rather play in front of 5,000 or a few hundred people? I mean, obviously, you'd like to play in front of big crowds. That should be something as an athlete that you uh, look forward to. And, um, you know, for us, um, that's always good. But, you know, we like playing at home. We've been good at home this year. Our record's good at home. And, um, you know, being a Mark-like guy like I am, I, I'll, I'll play at home any day of the week. And we certainly are looking forward to playing the Tar Heels at home this weekend. Right. Let's see if we can get some uh, big crowds there for the Canes and Tar Heels this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, hoping for some big crowds. Gino, thanks for being with us on the show. Uh, the best of luck against FAU tomorrow and then Carolina this weekend. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, that's uh, the skipper, Gino Damari, joining us on the show. When we come back, the national champion, Mia Valle, will join us. University of Miami diver who won the national championship and waiting to hear her story. That's coming up next here on the Hurricane Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 